0: on your friday episode of locked on raptors do the raptors have further depths to stoop to with their offense plus a couple more what's more likely related questions as we play an old favorite of the podcast with our favorite guest katie hindle of basketball feelings is all coming up thanks for hanging. oh because like, when i shot i expected to make it so like, i don't shoot kind
1: of mess so. you are locked on raptors part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Friday, November the seventeenth, and I'm your host Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for ten seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on the website that's Busted at Woodley You can find the show on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors, and of course, come hang out in our Discord server. The link is in the description. It's free to join. It's a great place to be. Uh, plenty of triumphant excitement when the Raptors are doing well. Plenty of spiraling when they're doing not so well. It's a world of extremes in the Lockdown Raptors Discord. But it's nice and like not toxic when those things are taking place. So come hang out. It's a good spot. Uh, and it's free to join. Again, link in the description as always uh you can also find the show for free wherever you get your podcast subscribe follow rate review tell a friend etc etc or also on youtube each and every day go subscribe and then get the little notification bell you hit that you'll get a notification every single time the show is about to premiere which is a wonderful wonderful thing today's show is brought to you by game time down the game time app create an account use the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase and let's get going And bring in our lovely guest, Katie Heindel, from Dime Basketball Feelings and from watching that really, really bad Raptors game on Wednesday night in person. Katie, how the hell are you?
2: I'm good. It was a really bad game.
0: Oh. One of those games, you know, I'm not credentialed anymore, Katie. I, uh, I, I hang out at home and just, like, yell into my computer, and that's the, 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 that's the lot in life I've sort of carved out, and that's fine. Uh, the game like that makes me, like, not at all miss the, like, many-hour journey that is getting into the city going to pregame stuff, walking around for a little while while there's a big lull between uh, getting some food and the game starting, and then like the the drawn-out postgame process and the drawn-out getting-on-the-bus process. Did not miss it after that one. I just went to bed after doing a podcast. It was great.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I left. I didn't stick around for the postgames. Um, mm. Still got home a little, obviously, a bit late, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, you gotta go every once in a while, at least I do, yeah. and I wanted it. I thought, like, well, this could be interesting. I want to see Giannis. I missed the last time the Bucks were here. Mm-hmm. Didn't see Giannis. Did see Dane. <laughs> um, Raptors looked confused. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a word for it. <laughs> there were some bright spots, but yeah, it was pretty. I'll I'll put it this way. I answered a lot of emails in the fourth quarter.
0: It <laughs> is a, a professional move by a professional writer uh and uh you know i guess woman about town i guess is you're you're you just do everything katie you're all over the place you're winning awards and everything it's (laughs) awesome stuff uh all right katie we're gonna play what's more likely today everyone's Mm -hmm. favorite toronto raptors parlor game uh that we have uh sort of probably trademarked here on the show i haven't actually trademarked the phrase what's more likely it feels insane Um, akin to lebron james trying to uh trademark taco tuesday probably a little less problematic and dumb than that but uh yeah well we'll, patent pending trademark pending etc we're gonna play what's more likely it's a pretty simple game i come up with a couple of either or scenarios both of which of the outcomes are pretty unlikely and we determine which of the uh, outcomes is the most likely to take place in this the real world katie are you ready to play what's more likely let's do it i got to get more production (laughs) for that. I'll I'll work on it. I'll start trying soon. Uh, All right. Let's go to the first one, Katie. The first what's more likely scenario. Coming off of a very, very ugly offensive performance against the Milwaukee Bucks, who up until Wednesday couldn't stop anybody. The Raptors, though, they're a special kind of bad on offense when they really try. Uh, What's more likely, Katie? The Toronto Raptors finished dead last in offensive efficiency or finished 20th Or better, as it stands right now, after a run of some pretty bad offensive performances, they are 27th in the NBA in offensive efficiency. Uh, What say you to this one, Katie? What's more likely, dead last in the league or a respectable 20th? I
2: think, as much as we're kind of clowning them, I think they still have time to pull it together. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a lot of time, and maybe I'm weighing more heavily on this, other teams to fall apart. So... I'll say better than 20th.
0: I am with you, Katie. Uh, Right now, the dead last place team in offense in the NBA, the Grizzlies are 28th right behind the Raptors. They're a full two points worse than the Raptors. The Raptors are at 108.6 offensive rating. Grizzlies at 106.6. The Spurs are 29th. And the Portland Trailblazers, who, of course, the Raptors lost to in a game where they couldn't score, uh, 104.2 offensive rating, 4.4 points worse than what the Raptors are right now it's going to be extremely hard to fall to those depths. On the other hand, 20th right now is the Lakers, who uh, notably not very good at offense. The Raptors are two full points behind them for 20th. I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be this bad. I think we're you know we're having this conversation on the heels of a game in which Gary Trent Jr. and OG Ananobi were out, mm-hmm. uh, and that is important. Three-point shooting, valuable to running offense in 2023, as it turns out. Uh, I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were against the Bucks or as bad as they've been in their worst performances. And I also believe in the power of their transition thing to just kind of like uplift everything because their transition offense is unbelievably good. They score basically every time down the floor when they do it. And uh, I I think, you know, we saw this last year, right? They finished like 13th in offense despite Mm -hmm. being, once again, one of the worst half-court offense teams in the league because the transition was so good. I still think there is some room to grow and improve here, even if the roster construction is a little, mm, you know, not exactly suited to really clean, crisp, awesome offense. Katie, what do you make of the fact that the Raptors are this dependent on OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. being in the lineup? Like, this is a bad thing, right? That like those two guys go out and there's just nothing, there's no hope for anything resembling a functional offense. Seems not great.
2: I mean, small sample size, because I do think it was a bad night for actually, Scotty had a good, Scotty had like a decent scoring night but it wasn't enough bad Mm -hmm. night for pascal so you've got other people you want to be impact makers you know uh, on the offensive end of the floor that just weren't Mm -hmm. so that's what i think is more the anomaly like if you're gonna have injury or guys are gonna rest or be out of the lineup for whatever reason yeah the rest of the team should be able to kind of fill in so it isn't great i don't think like you know Touchwood, gary (laughs) trent and um OG and OB are not, this probably won't happen that often that they'll both mm-hmm. be out of the lineup. Sure. Uh, but man, that like, if Doug wants a 10 man rotation, Yeah. they got to, some other guys got to step it up offensively. Yeah. So my sense is like, there's going to be, there's all those other things we talked about, which were kind of anomalies. And then also there's going to be a lot of coaching pressure to f- try and fix that.
0: Yeah. And look, I think Darko's done a good job in, in games of kind of, you know, throwing out the whole let's pass for the sake of passing thing just uh-huh. because it's not the most efficient. Right. And they've been very happy to say, all right, Pascal, I'll go post up and, you know, obliterate a bunch of hapless power forwards in the post. And that's worked great. I, I feel like he's scoring like two points per possession when he posts up right now. Don't quote me on that number. It's probably not exactly right, but it's what it feels like it is, Katie. <laughs> and that's more important. Um you know, to the point of there are other guys in the rotation like, yeah, uh, they got to hit shots like mm-hmm. Malachi Flynn can't go 0 of 8 from 3 on a, in a game where there's no Gary Trent Jr. or OG Ananobi. And to the point of like see Ockham having a rough game, I do think a lot of that is a symptom of the team that they're up against being like well, who else do we got to guard? I guess yeah. we can throw three guys at Pascal and uh, nothing's really going to hurt us because it's going to be a parade of bricks from Jalen McDaniels and Malachi Flynn uh, and Dennis Schroeder in that game as well. It was, uh, there is, was there any talk about Schroeder um, in that in the building about like his, because he doesn't look right. The last couple of games, he's looked a step slow. Uh, obviously it was questionable before that game against the Bucs. Like any word from the ground about Schroeder and what, what's going on there?
2: I didn't hear anything, which yeah. makes me feel like, it's probably fine. And yes, yeah. he was questionable and it's like taking a little, you know, it's like a slower step coming back. He'll probably get his legs under him. I mean, Schroeder has some other like outstanding, like more and more in his like offensive decision making. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, it's like a bit of an old habits die hard sort of situation with him and wanting to like volume shots from all over the place, mm-hmm. which he's had to curb, right? If you're trying to do like a bit of a pass first offense. Um, but no, I didn't, my reporting was just limited to what music the Bucks were playing uh, <laughs> in the hallway pregame. I didn't, I didn't do any intrepid reporting about Dennis Schroeder. I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. It's understandable. Uh, the most important reporting is going to be what, well, what happened to OGN and OB and his hand uh, yes. when he was doing chores. This is, we got to find out the nature of this household injury more than anything else hopefully we get the word on friday um i also realized i asked you that dennis question we're recording this on thursday morning we'll probably get some sort of update on dennis's status most likely episode airs so (laughs) whatever uh ignore that i might just cut that part of the podcast out if not hey you got a little treat uh we'll leave it there and come back on the other side and get into our second what's more likely which has to do With the in-season tournament, it starts tonight. We get the fun court, we get the jerseys, and we get to watch the table. I love doing group stage table math. Katie, we're going to get to that in just one second. But first, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. I do not do well When the clocks go back, it really throws me off. I do not like the early darkness. Uh, It really, you know, there's a reason. Seasonal affective disorder is a thing. Uh, I totally buy it. it. It's just not a wonderful time of year. The weather's not so good. It's busy. You got lots of stuff going on and it's okay to have someone to talk about it. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. I know a lot of people who have really benefited from therapy. It's gotten them through some tough times in their lives. It also doesn't have to be for tough times, you know, reacting to direct trauma. It can just be a way to talk through what you want to do, talk about your values, figure out what's your sort of compass for making decisions and someone who's there just paid to listen to you with no agenda that is a beautiful thing and you can get that with better help if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge find your bright spot this season with better help visit betterhelp.com locked on nba to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help slash locked on nba
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Today's show is also brought to you by our dear friends over at Game Time, who are taking all of the guesswork out of buying tickets for whatever event it is you might want to go to. It could be a Raptors game. It could be a comedy show. It could be a theater show. Uh, whatever it might be, game time has the tickets for you. I just used game time this week to buy tickets for the winner of last year's over unders contest, Jeffrey Richardson. Uh, he's going to the game with his son this Sunday, Raptors Pistons, and it's all because of game time. I got a nice set of seats, lower bowl, and Jeffrey and his son are going to go to the game, and that's very exciting. And I was able to pick the seats and know exactly what the sight lines were going to be, know I was getting the very best deal in the house. Uh, there's flash deals, there's zone deals, is where you pick the zone and they will pick you the exact seats and you can save some money on that as well uh and the game time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else game time will credit you with 110 of the difference there's no reason to even go to any other site just go to game time and search for the tickets they're going to have everything you want for the events that you want to go to take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app, create an account use the code locked nba for 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right, we continue on here. Katie Heindel of Dime and Basketball Feelings is here, and we are playing what's more likely the greatest parlor game in the history of parlor games on niche Toronto Raptors podcasts. Uh, Katie, the tournament starts tonight. I'm oh. very excited. I'm an in-season tournament freak. I love it. The courts are cool. Uh, I like having a separate table to keep an eye on, and I'm already uh, imagining the machinations of ooh, if the Raptors lose to the Celtics, what do they got to do point differential and record-wise to become one of those wild card teams that gets into the quarters? I'm already thinking about it. They haven't even played a game. The only team yet to have played a game in the in-season tournament. Our next, what's more likely, Katie is all tournament-related. What's more likely, the Toronto Raptors make the in-season tournament semis in Vegas or Go 0-4 in the group stage, for those who don't know. I don't know the letter of the Raptors group, but the teams in their group are the Boston Celtics, the Chicago Bulls, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Orlando Magic. Uh, Katie, what's more likely, a Cinderella run to the semis. The team gets the vibes of going to Vegas and all of the money that comes with winning the tournament. I guess they got to get through the semis and to the finals and win that. We're not worrying about that. We're just talking straight semis making it to Vegas right now. Uh, is that more likely than an 0-4 run through the group stage for your Toronto Raptors? What
2: you got here? It's too bad that I can't pick 0-2 because that actually seems the most <laughs> possible outcome based on the teams that they're playing. Mm. Um, uh, I want them to go to Vegas. I think they'd have a good time. Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to go I think I'll go 0-4 though. <laughs>
0: Sorry, you got a lot of belief in the Bulls here, Kate. I know the Raptors have lost the some keep very having games to the Bulls. They're
2: meetings, so yeah. they might finally yield something.
0: <laughs> um, uh, just an update on the standings right now. uh It is Group C. The Toronto Raptors are in the Boston Celtics. Time recording one and zero. They lead wow. the group. The only team without a loss so far who has played a game. This is good for the Raptors and their hopes. All the other teams accruing losses. The Magic zero and one. The Bulls zero and one. The Nets are two and one right now. Uh, only got one game left on the skid That is their game against the Raptors, which is coming up a little down the line. It's the last game of the the group for them. Um, I, Katie, I'm just. In hog heaven, looking at this table. It's a beautiful table of a group stage. It's fantastic. I'm so happy. <laughs> Everybody I, is
2: losing their minds in the in-season tournament, though. something They are. Those this courts are effect. really turning people <laughs> a little bit crazy. <laughs>
0: What is your take on the courts, Katie? I don't think we've talked about We talk about basketball art all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's like your them. overall impression of the courts?
2: I like them. They're incredibly visually overwhelming. It's mm-hmm. almost impossible to watch some of the games on some of the courts, especially <laughs> like the Pacers teal, you know, the like really sun's purple. Pacers court. No, I like, I love oh them God. visually, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like this must be so disorienting, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. There's all these reports like Luka Doncic was saying, like the court was wet. It was like soft <laughs> in parts, like it was giving way underfoot. So like something is really not great with the structural integrity of some of the courts mm-hmm. there are been complaints about. Uh, as long as nobody gets hurt, Rudy Gobert okay, so that's good. But as long as nobody gets hurt on these courts because of the courts and because of the like psychology that the courts are, <laughs> like
0: are you saying that the court in uh what was it minnesota uh yeah drove, drove draymond at, green to I like this bad
2: i went on like a <laughs> like a research rabbit hole after because i was like what like i want to look at color theory psychology um and yeah some of the courts are like the colors they're made mm-hmm. to generate hostile feelings Yeah, I don't know like, if the designers had that in mind but like we've <laughs> everybody's going crazy on these courts
0: you're, you're supposed to like paint a, a child's room like a soft yellow right because it's like the most docile color maybe like all sure. the courts should just be yellow or just make them really really no, bright yellow, red like, the bright yellow that they're
2: using in some of them is can mm-hmm. also inspire real like mm-hmm. not calming feelings
0: yeah um, i have to say i don't love a lot of what the utah jazz do design wise uh right. but they're purple court great extremely tight oh my god it's so good uh by the way the raptors court i'm very high on the raptors court the jerseys i can I take it. but the the court's just gonna look like asphalt which i think is kind of cool it's a it's, it's a nod to how we all it's grow too up close
2: on. to the nets to the nets purgatory court for me
0: mm, yeah that's uh, that's a good counterpoint um but maybe it'll, it'll raptors, look different the Purgatory Bowl between those two teams to close out the group stage, it's going to be massive, Katie. It's going to be scenes. Um, sure,
2: the purge bowl, yeah. I don't think
0: I've answered the question yet. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you said 0 and 4, right? <laughs> yes, I looking at this, I don't think the Nets are a very good team. I really don't. Uh, I think the magic already being a minus 20 in the plus minus department is bad news for the magic. Um, and like. And everyone loves the Magic, Katie. Oh, the Magic, they're so great. Mm-hmm. Paolo and Franz, they are. Paolo and Franz are awesome. The Magic are also just like a less talented, further back in their evolution version of the Toronto Raptors. Like I am It's the same roster build, just younger and worse. And so I'm taking Raptors over Magic. I'm taking Raptors over Nets. The Bulls, some weird stuff could go down. I, I think the pathway here is like a three and one you lose to Boston, but you have the point differential Mm -hmm. from waxing these other teams uh, and they make it in as a wild card. I'm gonna say semis is the more likely outcome here. We get a magical run. I just don't see them going on four. I really don't. This is not. This is a 500 ass team.
2: But what I see is not an option. So I had to pick. You know,
0: that's that's the beauty of this game. It's just uh, it's an unforgiving beast. It really, really is. Um, Do you have like a a team that you're like? The Pacers are off to a good tournament start. They're two and zero. The Heat are two and zero. Do you have a team that you're like? excited to see a potential run through the the tournament for like is I mean like, the Pacers, like, like I'm
2: stoked on the Pacers anyway just mm-hmm. like this season so it would be sweet for them to just like yeah win that and mm-hmm. play their crazy harried very fast brand of basketball in mm-hmm. Las vegas um I feel like the kings have been too quiet for my like yeah this season It'd be nice they want to know in
0: their it. tournament play they're looking all right
2: yeah. Um, The heat, of course, you know, love the Mm -hmm. heat. What about the Clippers? The Clippers would be funny if they got there because I feel like everyone but Kawhi, actually, maybe Kawhi too, would just Uh, not would no show for the game because they'd be in Vegas.
0: I'm pretty sure that the Clippers, along with the Spurs and the Grizzlies, are, uh, and I think the Wizards and maybe the Pistons are the only teams eliminated from contention of making it to the quarterfinals. Too bad. My pick.
2: My vision of like. Every every senior clipper not coming to the game.
0: <laughs> Just Balmer losing yeah. his mind because he's won something, knowing that the ultimate goal will never be reached by this weirdo roster of uh decay. Yeah. Um that was a mean way to it was that mean. But I also kind of think not that far off. Have you seen James Harden play basketball lately? I have. It's not great. Uh Katie. We're going to come back and decide, round it up with our final What's More Likely, where we're going to talk about what everybody likes to talk about, trades. <laughs> we'll do that in just one second. Before that, however, got to tell you about our good friends over at prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app you gotta go check them out super fun I am not someone who likes to play season long fantasy all that much I am in the lockdown raptors listening and listener league and I'm doing pretty good I should say um but for the most part I'm not a day, a season long fantasy person I retired from fantasy football because I didn't like the up and down and the sort of constant being at the mercy of injuries injuries really are the worst thing with prize picks, you don't even have to worry about injuries because they have a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, you have a player who get, who exits a game in the first half and does not return in the second. That player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports pl- platform with an injury insurance policy. It's super simple. All you got to do is pick two to six players on a given entry and whether they will get more or less than the projection in a given stat courtesy of prize picks you're not up against some shadow expert or some uh, person behind a computer who's assembled a perfect roster you don't even know what it is no it's just you against the projections the way it should be you want to play alongside some of prize picks favorite players like rapper meek mill and comedian andrew schultz you can do now that uh, you can do that now on community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked and use the code locked for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked in Code locked in for a first deposit match up to 100 bones. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
0: Of dime and basketball feelings. Thanks as always to our everyday listeners of the show. If you have not listened to all the episodes of the show this week, go do it. In particular, Wednesday's episode with Dan Devine was an absolute treat. Super fun. We love Dan. Uh, we talked about how much we love Katie in that very podcast as well. Just uh, Talking so much Dan love going week. around. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> Dan Devine, the the very very best there is. Um, <laughs> non Katie division, of course. Katie. The final, what's more likely I prepare for you today. It's still really early to be considering trades. They're five okay. and six are the Toronto Raptors. They have a good defense, they have a not so good offense. It's pretty much what we expected. I think the on-court numbers of OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam together are very encouraging. The on-court numbers of basically any other combination of players, less encouraging. We're still in the information gathering phase here ahead of the trade deadline where some big looming decisions will surely have to be made. My question to you, Katie, our third what's more likely here today is what's more likely the Toronto Raptors make zero in-season trades or they go full bore and make three or more in-season trades? Katie, I I see your your look of confliction on your face. You want to say one and a half trades right down the (laughs) middle, but you can't. That's not the game. What you got?
2: I was actually talking about this at the game last night. Um, I think my trepidation with any trade is I'm not, it's unclear like what the team wants. Yeah. You know, like it feels, it feels really premature to, I get like the Siakam contracts kind of like up in the air and you got OG too, but, and you're potentially, you're probably not going to be able to pay both those people. But, trading one away while you just like you got your new coach, you're believing in this new system, you know, we've done a total like 180 in the way that we play, it feels really premature to like to trade any more than one person, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, because I think the trades that are getting talked about the most are the ones that have been looming for a little bit as an option. So I will say zero in season though, My gut feels like that is not possible, as you alluded to. But that is Mm -hmm. not the game, so I'll (laughs) say zero because I don't know really what the purpose of a trade would be. You're Mm -hmm. not really you're not like trying to. You want to make maybe the play in. It would be great if you could make the last like playoff berth and not be in the play in. But those are your realistic goals for this season. So an in season trade, you're not that bad right now
0: hmm. I mean, I guess the the question becomes like, does one of those trades do these do these become like sell off trades if things oh. don't go well, if the offense doesn't improve, if they get to mid January and they're under 500 and everyone's looking around and seeing the tea leaves with Pascal and OG like I think there's a world in which you pay both of those guys. Uh, like mm-hmm. I've said, the Siakam OG Barnes trio. It's good. Uh, those three guys on the floor together. They win their minutes undeniably. Uh, as of right now, those three on the floor together, a plus 11.2 on-court differential, uh, 92nd percentile in the league among three-man groups. They're really good. Uh, but if you get to the point where the roster around them makes so little sense, mm-hmm. and the only sort of avenue out of it is to, you know, r- use one of those players to try to accrue stuff that can help you better assemble a team that makes sense around Scotty Barnes... That's the pathway here for, I think, multiple trades where you get, you know, one of the big guys dealt, Siakam or OG, probably Siakam if we're being real, and then maybe it's sort of like supplementary deals for guys who are pending UFAs, right? Like, you know, Otto Porter Jr. gets shipped to a contender. Maybe Chris Boucher becomes a a guy that teams look at as like a bench depth big type of thing. Um, You know, that I, I feel like is how this happens. So I will say because I think that's on the table and also because I think if they're good enough, come around you know come January like they're like over 500 if you get to the 45 game mark and they're actually looking like oh like this could be a top six team mm-hmm. I think there is value to addressing some of the very clear glaring holes on this team which aren't actually like massive things to address yeah you need a like extra shooting you also need like a backup point guard really and if like you get to the point where you're actually kind of decent maybe there's a move for like a second round pick for a backup point guard at some point that takes zero trades off the table as an eventuality here too. So I think either way, whether they overachieve or underachieve between now and January, I think at least one trade probably happens. And so with that, I will say three is more likely than zero. Uh, Although, you know, we know the Raptors don't like making in-season trades. It's not a thing they do a whole lot of. They've done it the last couple of years only with the Spurs. I feel like maybe that well has run dry. Uh, And so maybe there will be no trades to be made. Trade for Wemby. I agree. That would be cool. <laughs> I would be on board with trading for Victor Wembanyama. Uh, all right, Katie. I think that's going to bring us to the end of the thoughts on this whole trade stuff. I know it's like, it's way premature to be talking about trades. Uh, it's also all anyone can ever do because <laughs> <that's> the <laughs> transaction industrial complex has consumed our minds. Um, you know, what... What, what are your sort of little parting shots on this uh on this what's more likely if, if you will
2: i think we talked about this on the last show i just don't really understand the logic of like why can't we have pascal and um scotty barnes you know like yeah. it's it's become such a it's funny like the push pull of it has become such like oh, it's got to be one or the other it has to be yeah. one or the other it's not working it's too soon to say if it's not working there's definitely growing pains and adjustments that have to be made but um, the ideal is you have, as you said, three, three yeah. great players who <laughs> leading, all work well together. Leading your team, yeah. yeah. Who who have worked together? We know they've all worked together before, pretty well. Like they know how to do that. They're just adapting to, you know, a new way of playing right now mm-hmm. uh, and like playing together. So, yeah, I'm always very perplexed when it starts to come down to like, well, it's got to be one or the other. It's like no. Yeah. This isn't like the ecosystem you're trying to create, right?
0: I'm generally just kind of baffled by the thinking of, well, it's the good players' fault. <laughs> like it's, yeah. no, They're the good players. Uh, the players around them, you know, the bench that can't get any sort of consistent run of success going. It's, you know, the, the lack of shooting between Dennis Schroeder and Jakob Pertl. Like, to me, you figure that stuff out. And maybe that stuff's too hard to figure out from the position they're in, right? Like maybe you can't trade Yaka Purtle for a shooting big man. You probably can't. Like there's not that many shooting big men around there. Um, but like there has to be a little more, I think, it, like creativity and innovation to like assembling a roster than, oh, well, bad. So they're not good. So trade good player. Like no, it's not, it doesn't have to be like that. Like you can, especially if you have the ability to retain Pascal, Scotty, and OG. For many, many years, which you do, like you can have a four or five year runway here with both of all three of those guys on your team. Yes, it's expensive. Yes, you have to work around cap stuff once Scotty's presumably rookie max extension comes in for 2025, 26. Um, but like that's still a ways off. There is time to figure this out in the in, in the in between. And even if you just sign Pascal to then maybe move him down the line at a time where you can get more value and it makes more sense. Like that makes more sense to me than just kind of like shipping them off the deadline because, well, they're, they're the same height and they both like to dribble. So can't have them like, no, that's just that's not how a, a smart team would operate. I don't think I know there's lots of people who don't think the Raptors are a smart team anymore. And hey, they've done some not so smart stuff. The Yaka Pertl trade creating this fit concern. Kind of one of them, but no more pizza um,
2: in the media room. another no more
0: pizza in the media room? No, dude. Wow. But I'm I will not my credential anymore. Uh. I will
2: say if Mr. Rogers is concerned about money and like you're talking about, you're going to have to have an expensive team. Well, you just saved, I don't know how many, how, how, how much like two pizza, pizza, pizzas <laughs> is running you per game. Well, the
0: electricity bill and the pizza roller thing. Uh, yeah, like they're the off. That's a sad sight to see. It's they're game.
2: just wow. off and dark all over the building.
0: Wow, that's really upsetting. there's um, yeah. a little inside baseball. The, yeah. the the poor media folks just no starving, you know wasting what I had away.
2: Last night, popcorn and an apple. <laughs> <I forgot laughs> we will
0: leave that there. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, etc., etc. It's always much appreciated when you support the show. Katie, how can people
2: support you and your wonderful work? Wow, Sean, what a good seek. Seamless um you can read, read me at basketballfeelings.com. you can subscribe you can become a paid subscriber and get the podcast um i'll tease it sure uh henry abbott is coming on the next episode we're talking yeah. tomorrow so that will go out sometime next week um yeah we it's like uh it's been a, a fun way to like talk to people in and around basketball not necessarily only media people people also in like in other professions, you know, writers, musicians, but that have ties to basketball about like, their fandom, um, make a lot of jokes about what's going on right now, obviously talk about their feelings, you know, how they got to where they are in their jobs, if that's relevant. But yeah, it's like, um, I don't know, I really like I've come to really enjoy those conversations.
0: That's awesome. Uh Still waiting for my invite, Katie. We haven't (laughs) talked enough about our origins with one another on various podcasts over the years. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't need to do any more podcasts. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) We'll we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Uh, We'll be back again on Monday, of course, to break down the beginning of the in-season tournament. Also a game against the Pistons on Sunday, which will uh, be a game against the Pistons on Sunday. We get to see a Sar Thompson in person. That's cool. We love My a star Thompson. The rest of that team, kind of a nightmare, but a Sar Thompson, hell yeah. Jalen Duran, pretty cool too. Um, so that'll be fun. We'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging. Bye bye.